This is it. This is the real thing. You've heard about it on the radio and seen it in the papers. Ten big acts for the price of one ticket. Behind this curtain, you'll see the Fiji mermaid, the giant red bat, the six-foot man-eating chicken. They're all real, and they're all on the inside. You'll see the Ethiopian glaciers. folks what are you waiting for admission is free to ballycast the podcast of the carnival sideshow and variety arts you're just in time we're gonna have a free show we're gonna bring out the strange people the weird people here they come now watch the doorway you'll see what they do you'll hear what they talk about they're all alive on the inside get your ticket and come in ballycast presents news and interviews with performers and showmen some important words of warning. This podcast is not family friendly. I'm not even thinking about it. So listen at your own risk. The performances and stunts described are not safe, even for experienced performers. Never attempt them without the direct supervision of someone who already performs them. Please use your common sense. And if you don't have any, stop listening now. Here's your host, Wayne Kaiser. Welcome to Ballycast, episode 165, brought to you free by Blue Ridge Entertainment. For showmen, performers, and fans of the sideshow, carnival, and variety arts. In today's show, a new museum of the odd, the weird, and the paranormal, complete with ghost hunting devices you can buy. Also, news, an authentic carnival food recipe, and much more. Get out your quarters... Prepare yourself for the shock of your life and follow me behind this curtain. It's Ballycast. Here we go. Keep your hands and arms inside the car and remain seated until the ride comes to a complete stop. The amazing Jonathan died February 22. He was 63 and had expected to die at any moment since 2007 when he was diagnosed with congestive heart failure. He did a farewell tour in 2014 and a scattering of shows in 2017, but he was basically taking every day as it came. He liked to describe himself as the Freddy Krueger of comedy, and he could definitely deliver on that. Uh, Sandra will now come out here. Come out here. <laughs> because we're going to demonstrate trust. <laughs> All right. Sandra, what I want you to do is you trust me, don't you? Place the pencil in your mouth. Do not move from that spot, and you will not get hurt. Oh, God! Oh, God! A documentary titled Always Amazing, the true story of the life, death, and return of Amazing Jonathan is available free on YouTube. A link is on the episode webpage. And a showman to the end, someone who knew him said... It would be just like the amazing Jonathan to fake his death just to see what people would say about him. 
I highly doubt this is true, and yet... I keep track of how well each episode is doing. Some have more listeners than others. The most recent episode about burlesque baggy pants comics is quite popular. Or is it just that the title is Tits and Titters, Boobs and Boobies? Well, in any event, there's a lot to like about boobies. Certainly, I'm very fond of them, and I'm pleased to see that you agree. Laugh while you can, monkey boy! A strong recommendation. On YouTube, you'll find a very helpful video. Michael Caine teaches acting in film. Here he is speaking about an actor's relation to the camera. And it's a story of Jack Lemmon, who was working with George Cukor. It was his first movie, and he'd come from Broadway. And he kept doing it, a scene. George would say, cut, less, Jack, less. Jack would do it again. George, cut, less, less. Again, cut, less. And Jack finally said, look, if I do any less, I'll be doing nothing. And George said, now you've got it. <laughs> but there is a sort of feeling that you have to get. Just stand up. It's a feeling that you have to get. It's just, it's just the two of us talking to each other. As I've said often before, the information here is applicable whatever performance discipline you practice. Sideshow arts, burlesque, sorry, we're not covering that anymore, acting, magic, or anything else. The new Nightmare Alley, directed by Guillermo del Toro, is riveting from the first frame to the last, and it's brutal about the business. You may already be familiar with the 1946 William Lindsay Gresham novel or the film with Tyrone Power. The protagonist, Stanton Carlyle, played in 1947 by Victor Mature, is shown at first to be unethical, but sort of suave in his defense of the show against a credulous Hicktown cop. Pardon me, sir, but there seem to be several bills coming out of your pocket. Another minute and you'd have lost your money, Marshal. And I see that you've brought your wife a present of a lovely silk handkerchief. That's very nice. I'm sure she's going to like it very much. And a pure white one for your daughter. How do you know I got a daughter? I know. Many things, Marshal. My family was Scotch. And the Scotch are often gifted with powers that the old folks used to call second sight. My Scotch blood is working right this minute. And it tells me that there is one thing in your life that's worrying you. Something that you find very difficult to handle. Because all your strength and your authority in the town seems to be of no avail. It seems to slip through your grasp like water. Wait a minute, young fella. Who you been talking to? As I say, Marshal, it's absolutely none of my business. You're a man in the prime of life, old enough to be my father. By rights, you should be the one to be giving me good advice, not the other way around. I sense that there are antagonistic influences surrounding you. Someone near to you is jealous of you and your ability. And while part of it extends to your work as a peace officer, 
there is another part that has to do with your spiritual life and the influence of a good woman. Yes, there is someone you love very dearly. But there is an obstacle in the way of that love. I can't see what it is. It's, it's rather dim right now. You feel hemmed in and trapped by it. But through it all, I hear a woman's voice. A sweet voice singing a beautiful old hymn. Oh, pilot me. Or is it over the river? She can sing both of them. I see a Sunday morning in a beautiful, peaceful little church. You have labored hard in this lovely vineyard, Marshal. And your labor is rewarded by a fine woman's love. But I hear malicious tongues out there. I see jealous faces waiting to surround you again. And to do you an injury. And to harm that splendid woman, too, if they can. You must be strong, Marshal. You have the strength within you. But not to crush. To uplift. Repay evil with good. Love your neighbor. Do not hate your enemies. Forgive them. They just don't know what they're doing. Don't forget to err is human. To forgive, divine. But in the 2021 version, there's much more to shock even the strongest viewer. Like an unvarnished look at pickled punks, deformed animal and human fetuses floating sadly in jars of formaldehyde, exposed to the shocked gaze of us normal people. These are my little angels. Gotta keep my beauties pickled fresh. Begotten by the same lust and threat that got us all walking on this earth, but gone wrong somehow in the maternal womb. Not fit for living. Most of them die by the childbirth or even inside the mother. Now, this one is a rare one. Enoch. I named him on account of the Bible. Little fucker killed his mother right at childbirth. Flopped around for a couple of days. Brain like a calf. I follows you around like in portraits. The updated version has everything the older one had. A stellar cast plus Del Toro's razor-sharp writing and direction. On this lot, it's always night, or raining, or snowing, and the hero? Well, Stanton Carlyle is no hero. There's no mistaking that. He's a man utterly without morals. And people like that are instinctively drawn to others who have shaky morals, too like Zena, the fortune teller. Say, maybe you can hawk for me. You know, work the audience. We got a little mind-reading show. What would I have to do? Nah, ain't nothing to it. Honey speaks like a song. <laughs> Sounds southern to southerners and western to westerners. You got a sweet little lilt. Just gotta lean on it. Talk of the soil. You draw slow, but all the while you're hustling fast. Yeah, you can pedal for me. And on your downtime, maybe Pete can show you a trick or two. You're going to do just fine, honey. You're easy on the eyes, honey. <sighs> oh, you're trouble, ain't you, Pop? No, ma'am. Oh, yes, you are. No trouble oh, yes, at all. you are. You're a maybe. And maybes, they're real bad for me. 
The carnival provides Carlisle opportunity after opportunity to willingly sink ever deeper, and he takes down plenty of people with him. How do you ever get a gaddy geek? It ain't easy. You gotta pick up a broken drunk, a real alky, a two-bottle-a-day full seat. Pick him up from where? Nightmare alleys, train tracks, flap houses, you name it. A lot of folks came back from the war addicted to the poppy, the booze. Now, opium really sinks its claws, but you reel them in with booze. You tell them, I got a little job for you. It's a temporary job. Make sure you emphasize that. Just temporary until we get ourselves another gig. You spike it with that opium tincture. One drop per bottle. That's all. But oh... Oh, now, this is what he thinks is happening. So, you say to him like this, you say to him, Well, I gotta get me a real geek. He says, Ain't I doing okay? You say, Like crap, you're doing okay. You can't draw a real crowd faking a geek, you're through. And he walk off. Now, that night, you drag out the lecture, you laid on thick. All the while you're talking, he's thinking about sobering up. Getting the crawling shakes, the screaming, the terrors. You give them time to think that over while you're talking. Then you throw in the chicken. You geek. Then he meets psychiatrist Lilith Ritter and has no idea how far she'll go. Microphones. That's right. My office is wired to record all analysis sessions. You got a smoother line, but you run a racket. Same as me. Is that what this is? How did you know I had a pistol? I can read a mark quick. Find out what they want. And I'm a mark, am I? What do I want? To be found out, same as everybody else. Think out things that most people want. Hit them where they live. Health, wealth, love. Find out what they're afraid of and sell it back to them. As long as you don't oversell it. Hey, listen to this. Ladies and gentlemen, behind this curtain is the main attraction of this or any other midway. In this tent lives the strangest creature you will ever see. The woman called Ika. Ika was captured and brought here by legendary wild animal trainer Frank Buck. That's right. As you will see, Ika is more animal than human. Mr. Buck, exploring the darkest regions of Abyssinia, heard his bearers tell the legend of a creature no man could capture. A creature no man could tame. Shaking with fear, they led him to the secret cave where the creature was reputed to live. There, his terrified bearers deserted him. And there, deep in that cave, he found Ika, the jungle legend, something no white man had ever seen. He found her just as you're going to see her on the inside, crouched in the middle of the cave. Surrounded, you may not believe it, but you're going to see it with your own eyes, completely surrounded by deadly reptiles, some menacing her, others terrified of her. Dozens of hissing, squirming snakes 
including a 25-foot python as big as a man's arm. And then, as Mr. Buck watched from his hiding place, Ika seized one of those massive reptiles, placed the head between her teeth, bit off the head and proceeded to peel the scaly skin just as one of you might peel a banana. And he watched in horror as she clamped down with her massive jaws, drained the blood from the animal, and devoured it as the reptiles devour their prey, inch by inch. And now, here she is, brought here in chains for you to gaze upon. Let me describe the unique creature you will see inside. A missing link, neither beast nor man. Her body has long, ape-like arms that hang down and brush the floor when she walks. Her two red eyes seem to glow like red-hot coals. Her expression holds the same fierce rage that terrified the natives on the day she was dragged from her cave into the light of day. She doesn't speak any language, doesn't seem to use words at all except for that scream you just heard. Now you come at a good time, because the one question people ask me all day long is, what does she eat and when do you feed her? Well, it's feeding time right now, ladies and gentlemen, this very performance, and what you will see when I throw her, this live chicken that I'm holding right here. When I throw this chicken into that steel cage, you will see a horror you'll remember for the rest of your life. You'll hear the awful scream she emits. You'll see her leap across that cage and catch this bird in those two massive jaws just as a snake strikes at its prey. She will bite off the head, and then, as repulsive as it may sound, she will suck and drink every drop of blood from the bird's still quivering body. Certainly one of the most disgusting, one of the most revolting, and yet, I may say, one of the most interesting things you'll see in your lifetime. Now, I understand you may doubt the word of a showman, but if you go in that tent tonight and you fail to find her exactly as I've described her in every way, shape, form, or respect, then I will beg you to come back to the ticket box, and I will personally refund every penny you've paid. Of course, keeping a creature like this is an expensive proposition, and the regular admission is $3, but we're late feeding her tonight, and so if we can hold off the feeding just briefly for the next three minutes only, if you can lay the price of a child's ticket on that pay box, everybody goes in, men, women, and children, at the children's price of just one dollar. That's right, crowd right up. We'll be glad to serve you. Just three minutes. Follow your friends and neighbors. They're in there right now. See what they're seeing. Don't be left out. They'll all be talking about this in the morning. Just a dollar to see Ika, the strangest living creature ever captured. Direct from Abyssinia and here for the first time. If you can stand the sight of her, go now. The tickets are going fast. Here's a pleasant little tune with great dark lyrics. If you ain't got two kids by 21, you're probably gonna die alone. At least that's what tradition told you.
In the news, great news by way of James Taylor. He's the guy who has opened and shepherded throughout their lifespans the American Dime Museum in the weird city of Baltimore, then the Palace of Wonders, followed by the Red Palace in a questionable neighborhood in the incredibly weird and questionable city of Washington, D.C. And now... He's helping to bring the weird all the way to Havre de Grace, Maryland, a town at the mouth of the Susquehanna River near Baltimore. It's called the First Call Paranormal and Oddities Museum, located at 202 Congress Avenue, Havre de Grace, Maryland. To give you a rough idea of where it is, Baltimore is 43 miles northeast of D.C., and Havre de Grace is just about an equal distance northeast of Baltimore. Their website is odditiesmuseum.com, certainly worthy of worship and chanting by a mysterious group of hooded choristers.
By the way, Maryland was the only state that refused to pass a law to enforce prohibition. Both Baltimore and Havre Grace were known as wet destinations. to Ballycast. You're not in school anymore. There's no homework. There are links on the webpage at Ballycast.com or subscribe on iTunes. And all previous episodes are available as well. See you next episode. From the pages of Brill's Bible of Building Plans, here's a recipe for carnival food. 
Cracker Jack. Burl said, This is the actual stuff, but you can't use the name. One quarter water, one pound glucose, one tablespoon butter. Boil the syrup until brown. Take the kettle off the fire and stir in one tablespoon of soda. Fill the kettle with popped corn and stir with paddle until well mixed and coated. Then pour in the cooling pan and spread out. When cold, break up and pack in half-pound sacks. By the way, the glucose referred to is confectioner's glucose, a syrup available fairly cheaply on Amazon. At the moment, it runs $12 to $14 for a two-pound container. Corn syrup is less suitable because that has a much higher water content. Also, actual Cracker Jack has a few peanuts mixed in. Cracker Jack says the more you eat, the more you want. What do you want when you gotta eat something? It's gotta be sweet, and it's gotta be a lot, and you gotta have it now. What do you want? Nick, Mac, and Whip, Back, and Patty, Whack, and Ink, and Nack, and Bill, Black, and Cow, Whack, and Cracker Jack, and Blue, Cracker Jack. said something you like, something you hate, something you agree with, something that offends you. What are you waiting for? Drop a comment on the episode webpage at ballycast.com. Love letters straight from your It's coming on to warmer weather. Get ready. What's a four-way joint? It's not something you need to have fixed by a doctor. From 1948, this nine-page detailed plan shows the easy and efficient way to build a traditional carnival concession booth customers can play from all four sides. Also included, illustrated plans for 11 money-grabbing four-sided midway games suitable for use in such a joint. Games like Penny Pitch, Cane Rack, Pitch Till You Win, and eight more. A PDF copy emailed quickly to you is just $4. See this and all our bargains at goodmagic.com. Click the link on the podcast webpage. Are you a fan of the sideshow carnival and burlesque? Have I got a show for you. Stop. Look through the doorway. They're looking at Grace McDaniels, the mule-faced girl, Priscilla, the bearded lady, Emmett, the elephant-skinned man, a whole presentation of freaks, real people, the strangest people on earth, born to live. Ballycast presents news and interviews with performers and showmen, the kind of people you won't believe. Both swallowing swords, 
they're resting on the bed of nails on their stomach and they've got their legs coming around and they're grabbing them and the swords are on fire and then myself and Brianna Belladonna spit fire off the swords. A look behind the scenes where the average Joe never dares to go. We've got their attention, we've got their money, and we've got them in a seat, so they're strapped in to take the ride that we're going to take them on. Responsible information about exciting new acts. <laughs> I was hurt, I just didn't bother to notice. Well, that's why they put young and stupid in the same category. Wholesome entertainment for young and old. Oh, isn't it wonderful? He just called me a big festering bag of puffs. Isn't it simply wonderful? Ballycast is not family friendly. I'm not even thinking about it. So listen at your own risk. What do you say when somebody goes, that was, that was simply disgusting. You all are, should be ashamed of yourselves. Thanks for your money. <laughs> Once I've got the toilet plunger down my throat, then I pull out a two-foot measuring stick, and I shove it down my throat, and I get it down to the top edge of the stomach, and everybody thinks I'm done, and then I push it the rest of the way, and they all go, <gasps> so much fun to do. You'll discover a new world, meet new friends, see plenty of things you've never seen before, things you'll remember all your life, and some you may want to forget. How many times can you stick a hook in yourself and not be walking around full of holes? About once every other week. Ballycast is available free on iTunes or directly from Ballycast.com. Brought to you by Blue Ridge Entertainment. Thanks for riding. Please exit to your left. Valleycast is produced by Wayne Kaiser for Blue Ridge Entertainment under a Creative Commons 3.0 attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license. That means you can keep it, copy it, share it with a friend, just tell them where it came from, don't change it, and don't sell it. If you enjoyed it, you can subscribe at Ballycast.com. Visit us, link to us, subscribe to the podcast, and most importantly, enjoy. Exit to your left. You're going to do just fine, honey. You're easy on the eyes, honey.